Welcome to this episode of the Josh Anderson Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about injuries and the changes, oh, well, I should say potential changes in the 250 Supercross cha- uh, class. But in this, uh, in, uh, I want to talk about injuries first. And um, I've been hearing in a lot of pods lately that people want to make these rash changes to everything that is going on in the supercross supercross class and or bikes in general and i'm just like can we slow or can we pump the brakes just a tad bit because not everything that we do here is is a cause and an effect because people want to say that it's the bikes. The bikes are too fast. And I, I just want to say, here, here, here's the deal. I've been watching motocross and supercross since I was little. And the first motocross race that I went to was um, 1996 Melville and 1997 Melville. Those were the first two uh, races I went to. I watched Ricky Carmichael dominate watched Jeff Hemming win, and fell in love with the sport since I went to those races. Um, <laughs> was a flag boy at Elko, went to every Supercross race in Minneapolis since then. So, um, And the thing is about this sport is injuries happen. Uh, injuries happen in the NFL. Uh, injuries happen in the NBA, NHL, MLB. And so... When I look at look at the NFL, uh, injuries injuries happen to Tom Brady. Now rules changes happen there. So, but that that was a different context. Um, uh, inj- Tom Brady hurt his knee. Uh, Patrick Mahomes hurt his knee. Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. Uh, NBA LeBron James has gotten hurt. Uh, p- baseball pitchers they've lost their best pitchers for the year, and they move on. Are there some tweak to the rules every once in a while just to protect the investment of the quarterback? Now, yeah, so this might be a little bit of a poor example just because of the, they change rules, but that's because that's millions of dollars. But with that particular moment said, injuries do happen and the teams move on. And the, and the thing is, it's the reason why injuries happen is because they are contact sports and injuries happen and I think we have to look at that is when we look at supercross and the thing about the sport of supercross itself and motocross it's not one thing now I understand by the end of the this season there was only a couple of factory riders left I remember in 2012 if Ryan Dungey didn't come back from his collarbone injury there have only been like one factory rider left, and that was Justin Braden on Team Honda. That was it, and then Ryan was back. So uh, that is like so. It's not the first time. That was eleven years ago. So when you look at the injuries, let alone this season, um, Eli Tomac missed a jump, tore his Achilles. How was that? That was a rider error. Um, Cooper Webb. He was trying to be aggressive with Tomac. He missed a turn and then got hit in the back of the head. Um, that wasn't the bike's fault. 
that wasn't the track's fault. That was rider error. Uh, Ken Roxon put his foot down in a turn. Wasn't going fast. Um, it, it, it was a freak thing. It wasn't rider error. It, it was a, just a fluke thing. Now he probably tore his ACL. Uh, Justin Barsha, uh, it was a, this was more of a weather-related thing because just because of the way the track was and just just because of the uh, – and also, you know, Dragon – oops. Uh, Dragonbacks are a little bit more debatable. Some, some people don't like them. Some people do. But he got injured on a Dragon's back, so – and the track was a little squishy. Not much you can do there, but a little bit – could be a little bit safer. But injured his collarbone, so that – but that's different from the rest. Uh, Jason Anderson. Practice crash. Not even racing. It was a practice crash. Plus he's had some other injuries. Um, Aaron Plessinger. Coasting. He legitimately just got um, crashed multiple times. But just take one of the instances. He was leading. Just crashed by himself. Uh, Adam Cincerello. He has had shoulder issues his entire life, and now he has an arm issue. Is that any that legitimately where's those injuries? Um, Deaton Wilson, he has bad knees collectively over the years. Um, if I go through the rest, uh, Christian Craig, Christian Craig has been known as a god through whoops. Guess where he crashed? The whoops. Um, I go through the rest here. Uh, J- Joey has a hurt wrist. Just just a crash hurt his wrist. Um, Frandis Frandis has been known as MXGP days was known as a crasher, and you know he solved his issues on the 250. Didn't really crash that much, but now he is crashing on the 450 in Supercross. Uh, Malcolm hurt his knee. It was a little different. So when I I'm just saying when I look at all of these injuries, I I can't blame. All of it on the track. I, I can't blame it all on rider air. And I can't blame it on th- all the bikes. Because they're all on different bikes and different scenarios. So I think people just need to understand that where injuries just happen. And we just got a bad luck. Last year, uh, Sexton, Tomac, and Roxon and Anderson were all healthy. They made it through the entire year. So uh, somebody also said that um, we need to stop doing more Supercrosses and uh, more Supercrosses, less Nationals. And I'm just looking at them like, are you fucking insane? Because people are legitimately getting hurt on Supercross tracks and you, you want them to do more? And I'm just like, we, we, we can barely get through 17 rounds currently with with healthy guys. So and we can't even get the motocross. And at this point, I think motocross is actually safer. And and then I have like, I, I think uh, Clayson has even commented, I know he's commented on the Pulp Show, and I think I've seen a couple of Instagram posts with him. And he's kind of said that... Uh, he, he wants more Supercross races. And look, I get it. Motocross races are expensive. I, I get it. They're harder on the bikes. And I, I get that summers are hot. I, I understand that. But fundamentally, motocross 
is how you get riders into the sport because Supercross is a specialty deal. So you need Supercross to be, or sorry, you need motocross to be viable. If you don't have an access for people <coughs> to be in motocross, then how are you supposed to get new Supercross riders? Because not everybody can afford the uh, places for the where the riders are going out. Not everybody can afford Club MX uh, south of the border, uh, El Elsinore. Not everybody goes. Not, not everybody goes to those places. So, like I said, when it comes to injuries, they happen. They're unfortunate, and we need to just be able to identify that next year, all the top guys may not even get hurt. We may actually get a healthy 2024 season and just leave it as is because trying to find reasonings and trying to make un unrational rule changes is fundamentally going to hurt the sport of Supercross. All right, the other thing I want to talk about in this is the, the 250 class. Um, Anton made the comment, and I even called into the Fly Sexy Motor Show about this, is that they want to change the 250 class and uh, get rid of regions. And I, th I fundamentally, I think that, and honestly, it is a mistake. Um, I think, now I understand that people, the, the giving everybody the same TV time, and giving everyone that I, I get that but if you look at college football nfl if you look at um sportsman racing and nhra to the to the uh nhra or to the uh, fuel fuel funny, funny cars if you um if you look at uh college basketball nba college hockey minor leagues to baseball if you look at even nascar they got the uh, bush series i can't remember what it's called but push series to the main series to them uh they all have their minor leagues and that's what we have for here so why would you change that into a, a professional class now i know the wsx is doing that but now what you are going to do is cut off access to riders that are young going f for uh, the younger people trying to enter into migrate them forward push them to the 450 class i don't know why the manufacturers would sign off on any of this because you want your younger riders riding the 250 class and going to the the main class that that's always been the goal because the 450 class is always where you want your best riders to end up going now i understand that what's happened is the this generation of talent has stayed longer and I think also what's happened is you haven't had a dominant rider. Um, you Villapoto and Dungey were here, and they kind of forced out uh, Stu and Chad uh, and everybody else. They, they kind of forced them out. Um, Tomac, and I think that's kind of one of the things about Tomac. You, he didn't really force any riders out because you were able to get Webb and you were able to get Roxon to hang around because he, he wasn't that... Yes, he has 51 wins, but he didn't win the championships. Uh, Webb has two. Jason Anderson has one. So you haven't had a... I mean, there's you've let other riders win, so you've had the parity. So everybody's been able to win money. So why would they Why would they want to quit? So, when I th I, so what I think they need to do 
with the 250 class is add a career points total. And because here's the deal. In the next couple of years, you are going to have a lot of riders that are going to be done. So after this injury, I can see Tomac's going to be done. And in the next couple of years, uh, so on the numbers list alone, Justin Braden's going to be done. Uh, Dean Wilson's going to be done. Zach Osborne's number, obviously Zach Osborne is done. Bogle is going to be done. Brock Tickle's obviously off the list. Chad Reed's going to be off this list. Marvin's done. Alex Martin's done. Uh, Malcolm Stewart's not young. And then Justin Barsha is going to be 33 by the end of his contract. You have all these older guys that currently in the 250 class, you don't have replacement riders for them. So what I want and what I feel is you need a career number of points list. And so what I feel is that number should be is 800 when you reach now the problem with the old system was that people would dip out when they would reach it was uh where when they would the number was 135 and if you reach 135 four times you would get unless you would win the championship you would get kicked out and so you would have people like jeremy martin who was at the airport who would just bail and so that that was the problem and so and then if you have a defined number like 800 so uh typically if you look at like look if you look at hunter and jet there's if you the champion is typically scoring 200 points a year and that would r roughly take you five to six years to get and do you really and if you're the champion do you really need to be in the 250 class that long no so I, I kind of did some math on people, um, just on so people that were in the class too long. Uh, Marty Davalos had 1,347 points. Obviously, if you listen to Mathis, he was in the class way too long. Uh, somebody like Amart, who finally in his last season moved up to the 450 class. So his last year of 250s, he had 814 points. Obviously, it was time to go. Uh, somebody like Chris Blokes, who uh, went back and forth, he only had 620. So that's a rider that's fine. And then Michael Moseman had 672. So the reason why I bring up Moseman is because at some fundamental point, we kind of know who you are as a rider. So if you score enough points, like 800, you kind of need to go. And the reason why I put it at 800 is because it, it protects the Jace Owens, it protects the Jerry Robbins, it protects the Ryan Surratt's. So they, you always have people in the class, but they'll never be able to go up because you obviously you're going to need writers for the class. But when you have 800, they're pushed out because you need people to be pushed out of the class because you don't need um, a Marty Davalos in the 250 class. I'm sorry, you don't need a Marty Davalos in the 250 class, and you, and you never do. So that's how I feel the 250 class needs to because you need to force the talent in the 450 class because the 450 class should have the best talent, period. That is where you need to be. So anyway, that is what I feel. And if you disagree, that, that's fine. I, I get it. 
And I, I know some people want a 17-round series for 250 class. But the other thing is, is that uh, when you look at the 250 class, guys can't even make it nine rounds. So if guys can't make it nine rounds, how do you feel that guys will make it 17? And I know this year for the 250 class wasn't that good. But when you have two dominant riders like Hunter and Jet, it's it ain't going to look good. And you're not going to get two top tier riders every year. And next year is going to be, I, I feel, a little bit different because you're going to get a little mix match on riders because you don't know if RJ is going to be RJ because the pressure is going to be on him. He might be tucked in the front. And you don't know if uh, Hayden Deegan is going to be able to get the pressure because the talent or the pressure is going to be on him too. So either way, that's how I feel, how injuries and uh, how I feel the uh, career points threshold should be. So anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, coming up, I will I will do a leg- if this week I will do a legacy of Tomac and then a pro motocross preview. Otherwise, thank you for listening to this podcast.